Welcome to the Cinephiles Digest Podcast. My name is Matt, and this is episode 32 of our fine show. Uh, I'm joined today by my good friends, Travis. Hola. And Tom. What's good, guys? We're going to be talking about the new Steven Soderbergh film, Unsane, uh, which we will say Tom did not get a chance to see, but he'll chime in. Me and Travis will knock this one out. Uh, we're going to be talking about what else we've been watching. We're going to play some Rotten Tomatoes game. You know, the huge. But before we get into that stuff, uh, if you listen to the last episode, you know that I am moving within this fine city we call Seattle. And I had a going away party. And uh, both of you guys were there. Yeah. I think all three of us got pretty drunk. Sounds like yeah. Travis maybe the most drunk. Although oh. I was pretty drunk. I just stayed up later. Than you I was so. stone cold. Steve Austin. <laughs> I feel I feel like we were on similar levels, Matt. But um, you did say you were trying to. You didn't want me to be the only one who was wasted. Who was yeah. <laughs> completely inebriated. So I had to help you out. <laughs> That's what a good friend does. Do you remember when we were moshing at the end of the night and you kept like elbow dropping onto someone on the couch? <sighs> Briefly. Who was that? I forget. <laughs> Because I remember Hopefully thinking, like, someone I, knew. I, well, I remember thinking, like, Travis doesn't know that person that well. This is strange. <laughs> was it was it Trey's brother, maybe? Or was I it hope Vince? Not. Like, <laughs> but yeah, he kept like elbow dropping onto the person on the couch because he wanted to mosh. So I think I put on like the Warriors and like every time I die and shit. I think you had just you were there until what, like one o'clock, Tom? I don't. Yeah. Even, did I say goodbye to you? I don't remember you and Zach leaving. Yeah, yeah. I. There's like one Goodbyes person. Hazy, there's though. hardly <laughs> anyone I remember saying goodbye to. I remember being in the middle of a conversation looking over and Paris was helping you stretch your leg as far as possible above your head. Oh, I remember that like now. It was like a... Didn't you do that too? Yeah, I did do that, but only after I saw Matt do it. I was like, what is happening? Did you have to want <laughs> to him? What did it look like? Was it bad? Was it like a no, person? No, you were, was I you like were killing crushing it? it. You were like remember. super limber from all the booze. Yeah, I'm looking. I didn't fucking pull a hammy or something. <laughs> I, I had totally forgotten that happened. <laughs> well, needless to say, it was a rager. It was it was a good time. I gave a very, well, I tried to give a very drunk speech that wasn't supposed to be a speech, but turned into that. It was, it was a nightmare. Everyone wanted to be the funniest person in the room. Yeah. Yeah. All those <laughs> jokesters. Well, I'm glad it happened. We were calling for it. We wanted the speech. Yeah. It was a good time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was a good time. So... Anyway, what else you guys got going on? Anything I want to talk about before we start reviewing some movies? My fucking TV went out on me. Mm. Oh, yeah. Is that a new one? Yeah, I haven't really talked to you. Is that a new one? Yeah, that's the new one. TCL? What the fuck is that? Beautifully mounted. Did you get some fucking Walmart off-brand 4K TV or something? So, actually, (laughs) I think it's Roku's TV line. It has, like, Roku pre-installed. It's the Roku TV or something. Okay. But I guess up until this model, they were really shitty. Um, But everyone was saying, like... This one's awesome. It's as good or better quality as the Vizio I had before. They're like the two best budget 4K TVs. Like if you want some quality, but you don't want to go over. How much was it? It was only 600 at Best Buy. 650 usually. Um, That's about what I'm looking to spend because I'm going to be probably buying like within the next week or two. Yeah. It's five inches bigger than the last one. What what are we looking at here? What is this? Like a 50 inch? 55. 55. That's kind of what I'm looking for. I love it. The picture is great. The uh, the Roku UI is awesome. Is it HDR? 
Uh, dude, I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. I just go no, to see that. Either is <laughs> I originally I was gonna be like, I'm gonna go fucking 4K OLED HDR, and then I realized when you tack on OLED, it like adds like a thousand fucking dollars of the price of the TV. So I was like, okay, maybe not, but HDR. Okay, I don't on. know if that's one of them or not. But this is the 2017 P607 HDR. Hell there yeah, you dude! Go. You got a Best Buy? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Best Buy has a worse remote, but it's 50 bucks cheaper. Mm. So the cool remote has like voice integration and it also has a headphone jack. So you can use your headphones to listen to. Oh, to that's nice. Which is really, that would have been really cool because sometimes I'm watching stuff when Sarah doesn't want to. But I prefer yeah. voice segregation over voice integration. So yeah. <laughs> this one might not be for me. I mean, segregation versus integration is always what I vote for. Mm-hmm. Everyone so. falls on one, <laughs> one side of that <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, that's cool. Maybe, tell me, uh, tell me what HDR is. High dynamic range or something like that. It's I think. like it's supposed to make like the blacks like super dark and the whites. I see, I feel like, like every like, TV I look at, brights brighter. I feel like every TV that's out right now is going to be like that. You know, if you're over a certain price range. Well, yeah, definitely an upgrade from your previous TV. How old was that one? That's it was less new, than dude. two years. Oh, yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Your warranty like just expired, right? But you were still like... So if I had bought it from Vizio, it would have been two-year warranty, but I got it through Amazon, through a third party. Mm. And so it was only one year, which is standard. But it really sucks. Like less than two years, backlight burns out. I'd never had that problem before, so I called around and everyone was like, dude, just get a new TV. Because <laughs> it, it would be, number one, so expensive that you might as well just invest in a new TV. And number two, I guess the problem can recur a lot. Uh, but it just, you know, I called, I called Vizio. I was like, Hey, I get it that you don't want to, you know, I don't, I'm not under warranty. That's fine. But can you like incentivize me to buy another Vizio? Cause I'm going to buy a new TV, you know? And they're like, Nope, sorry. So <laughs> like, well, fuck you. I'm not getting another Vizio. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, Vizios are fine, I guess. But That's a I really like this one. So. Okay. Type. I may need to look further into that. Yeah, you should. It's a good thing you upgraded before you watched Paris, Texas. That thing is going to shine <laughs> on that TV. So, Andrew, we were like, should we watch Paris, Texas? And Andrew was like, no, that movie is boring. Oh, really? no. <laughs> that son of a bitch. <laughs> so we'll have to have him back on to duke it out again. Anyway, that's enough of my update. All right. Um, I still haven't started packing yet. That's about all that's going on in my life. No, dude. Fortnite is life. Oh, right my now. God, dude. We played Fortnite <laughs> for five hours yesterday. Yeah, that's a, one way to cure a hangover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I played for like an hour and a half this morning. Solos? No, I played with Zach. We oh, got cool. our asses kicked. We got second place a couple times, but nice. that win is yeah. still eluding us. I know. Has anyone in like our wider Fortnite friend group one besides me no exactly because i won he has one solo yeah. or duos duos wow yeah i just got lucky i think like i i won pretty early on mm-hmm. and i haven't even really come that close since like you know, i feel like you have to be in the right game because yeah like when we got we got fourth that was the best we did this morning and the dudes that beat us like we watched <laughs> we watched the game play out afterward and they were just they were doing some shit I'd never even seen before. That's what happens. Nuts. You get to the end and it's just like, well, fuck me, I guess. Like, there's no way we're going to beat these guys. Yeah, like, like, I've never even found a rocket launcher. How do you get these things? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are were rare, but I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I played for like probably, you know, six or seven hours. And I think I found one rocket launcher. 
You know, the odds, not good enough. Gotta loot harder. I've probably <laughs> put like 50 to 55 hours into this thing at this point in yeah. less than two weeks. Like, yeah, <laughs> killing it. <laughs> it's a lot of fun, though. It yeah. is a ton I mean, of you gotta, movies. You got to get used to not winning like that, not being the goal. I mean, it is the goal, but you know. it's also pretty hard. It's pretty easy to understand how hard it is to win, you know, like yeah. a Call of Duty match. Like if you play for 55 hours and never won a single Call of Duty match, like you're really bad. That's that different. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right. Cool. Anything else you guys want to talk about before we dive in? Mm, let's dive. Let's talk movies. Hell yeah. We're going to be reviewing Unsane. We have a clip. Let's listen in. What's in the basement? Solitary confinement. Oh my God, send me there right f- now. My stalker, you've read the council's notes. You know, you know who I'm talking about. He's here. He's got himself a job in the f- hospital. I talked to the second floor about George. No, he's not called George. We did a thorough background check. Yeah, you did a thorough background check on George. I'm telling you, he isn't called George. His name is David Strine. I'm trying to tell you, you're not even listening to me. I'm trying to tell you that the man- And I'm adding a course of risperidone and lithium to your meds. What's that for? To keep you from hurting anyone else and yourself. You serious? That's your diagnosis? You're sedating me. When I've just told you there's a, a predator who's followed me from here from another city. You should be protecting me. All right. Unsane is the latest film from, what would you say? Uh, he's, would you call Steven Soderbergh an auteur? Yeah, I guess. At the very least, he's prolific. Uh, This is his new film. Uh, Plot synopsis reads, A young woman is involuntarily committed to a mental institution where she is confronted by her greatest fear. But is it real or a product of her delusion? Film stars Claire Foy, uh, Joshua Leonard. um, This is in order of appearance. So, Oh, Jay Farrow, Juno Temple. Yeah, so hmm. some names you would recognize. Okay, I have a question to kick this movie off. Yes, please do. Why is it unsane and not insane? Is there a reason for that? No. Stupid. <laughs> I mean, you can make up reasons, but it's not. There's not like an explicit reason for why it's called unsane. Mm. Yeah. I suppose. You is could it? Say. You think it's like a combination of unreal and insane? Uh, well, I have no idea. But like when you say to somebody, oh, I'm going to go see this new movie. It's called Unsane. They're always like, ooh, Unsane. Well, Weird. when I went Not up insane. to the like ticket or like box office or whatever, I, I said Insane. I'm like, oh, uh, uh, Unsane. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty sweet if he handed you a ticket to Insane. Yeah. And it's like a fucking ICP documentary or something. <laughs> um, we should also mention before we get into this, whole movie was filmed on iPhones. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, thought, I saw that. All right. Travis, do you want to go Dig first? Or you want me to go first? Because Tom has not seen the movie, so. I'll go first. Let's hear it. I'm curious. So I liked it. We should, real quick, we should also say we just saw this movie, like, what, an hour ago, an hour or two ago? Yeah, I saw it. Still still quaking in your about, boots? Yeah, it got over about two hours ago. We did not see it together, but we both, all we three of us were supposed to see it yesterday, but. We were all hungover. And I was sleepy. <laughs> and plus, there was Fortnite to be had. So. Uh, but anyway. So, yeah. Uh, I liked it quite a bit. I didn't love it. Um, but I thought it was 
pretty creepy at times. It had a good mood and um, it was very like uneasy, made you feel uneasy. It's Mm -hmm. very uncomfortable. And like the way the movie's shot, it's like very claustrophobic because it's shot on iPhone. So like a lot of things are very like up close or it's looks like surveillance footage or even like voyeuristic voyeuristic shots. Um, But yeah, it had my attention pretty much the whole time. Um, The only thing that that kind of bothered me about the movie was it felt a little repetitive. Did you feel that way at all? In like the plot felt repetitive or like what it, what aspect of it felt like the way it looked or um, just yeah hmm. i guess the look and the plot to an extent i was just i would say like before the third act kicked in or the final act um i was getting a little bored yes okay i i would hmm. agree uh i mean it kept my attention all the way through, for sure. Yeah. Um, but I, I definitely see where you're coming from. Because there's, like, the introductory sequence, which maybe takes, like, 10, 15 minutes. Then she's committed. And then, you know, that that middle portion, it, it it's all interesting. But at a certain point, like, I did start to lose interest a little bit. Yeah. The final act, though, I thought was, like, pretty fucking good. Yeah. And it might be, like, part of the point to have some repetitiveness because she's in this, like, asylum and they... Or not asylum, but <laughs> yeah, um, a ward facility of some sort. Um, but yeah, like we we saw her taking pills like at least a dozen times, you know, and like so that kind of stuff was repetitive. But I guess that was maybe part of the intention. So the build up. Well, there's a lot to do with the whole pill taking and who's giving them to her and what she's seeing. The afterward. consequences of the pills that are yeah. being consumed. It's um. It kept me guessing. I'll say that. It's not... Uh, uh, generic isn't the word I want to use. It's, you know, it's a psychological thriller. You're, I wouldn't say anyone would be surprised by the end of the movie or, like, where it ultimately ends up. But at the same time, like, the journey kept me guessing. Because, you know, as the plot synopsis that we read uh, would make you think it plays with the idea of how much of this is actually happening and how much of this is in her head or how much of this is a mental illness that she has that we're not aware of, you know? So it's constantly playing with your expect or your expectations. Ultimately it's clear by the end of it, we'll save that for spoilers, which we don't know if we'll get into or not because Tom hasn't seen the movie, but um it kept me guessing and going back to what you had said about it being like tense and uncomfortable like i saw this movie uh on a date we were supposed to go to a museum but uh i was too hungover to see it yesterday so i was (laughs) like hey you want to go see unsane with me and she was like yeah didn't know anything about the movie um she definitely like yelled (laughs) a couple times she squeezed my hand pretty hard a couple times like it's a tense movie. There are some scenes, uh, without getting specific, unexpected violence that maybe not graphic violence. You don't see a ton, but it feel like you feel it. Like yeah, it was it was a very tense movie. Like mm. made me very uncomfortable, especially in the last like twenty or so minutes. Like it it mm. definitely goes some places that are are brutal and and unexpected. Um, I like this movie like quite a bit. Um, the I like I, I if I view this movie through the lens of it being like a 
kind of a B-movie psychological thriller, but with like a technical mastermind, like behind the camera. That's kind of how I would describe it. Because it's it's easy to like poke holes in the in the plots as far as like convenience, because there's a lot of things that had to happen in order for all of, you know, the, the plot of the movie to occur. Um, but I looked over that, you know. It, it didn't bother me, because some movies, I mean, you guys know, like, if I get fixated on something in the plot that doesn't make any sense to me, I'm just like, it's a piece of shit movie. Like, it's too convenient. Like, that never... Yeah, you're I so hit or miss on that. I never <laughs> reached that point because everything surrounding it mm-hmm. was very intriguing. And I kind of, you know, I viewed it through the lens of it being like kind of a... Mm. Not trashy. Trashy probably isn't the right word. But, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I also think you could qualify it as a horror film as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Especially the, like the last twenty or thirty minutes. Or so. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and there are some like really cool things that he did with the iPhone. Like, kind of yeah. going back to like you know Steven Soderbergh being like a he's a very technical filmmaker. You have shots that are like pretty standard shot, reverse shot. Like you can tell it's on an iPhone, but it's pretty conventional. But then there's also like. Uh, things like helicopter shots you know like yeah established I with the ask helicopter, about like, with that. an iphone like, how the like, hell did they do that like they just went up shots? in a helicopter and just like took <laughs> videos with an iphone i like, guess i mean it looked really good though considering yeah yeah and they must have like special grips or something for the iphone because like how annoying would it be to be like <laughs> oh yeah no i'm sure just like a, with your fingers just a like, very yeah. expensive version of a selfie stick (laughs) yeah exactly but there are even like dolly shots like and also there's one scene specifically where like uh there's kind of two images that are blended together that was really cool it looked really cool yeah Yeah. it's this very frantic scene where like the music is like very intense and she's like yelling and you're hearing it was really cool lots of little things like that i thought were really interesting yeah they kind of made like took the movie to the next level i I think there was just some shots that you couldn't really get with a traditional camera just because the iphone's so small like there was like the shot of um like the rear view mirror in the car Mm -hmm. where you had like really close and then it was like reflecting and you you know see the character in it and then also like some of the shots that were like under the bed i feel like would have been kind of difficult with the camera so yeah it was really cool in 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 that aspect like as far as just like a technical it's a lot more interesting technically than tangerine which was i think the first like high profile film shot on iphone which that movie looks cool and they do some cool things with it but it's not nearly as like technically accomplished as, as this film you know why do you think they go with the iPhone for a movie like this? It's not the first time it's been done. Steven Soderbergh uh, is obsessed with technology. Yeah. So I think he's, well, and always... he's all about like doing like low budget type stuff and unconventional stuff. Like that's kind of why for me, he's kind of hit or miss because some of his more experimental stuff that I've seen, I'm not a huge fan of. Mm. Um, but I like this movie a lot. Like, I don't know if I would go so far as saying it's my favorite Steven Soderbergh movie, but close. Yeah, because I haven't seen some of the heavy hitters, like, Out of Sight, Traffic. I just recently saw the Oceans movies, and I liked them. But those are probably his most conventional movies, at least that I'm aware of. He's also done, like, everything at this point. He's done, uh, not generic, but Haywire is kind of, it's an action movie, but he's, like, kind of going for, like, very aggressive not generic, but, you know, an action film in the traditional sense. He's done heist movies. He's done very low-budget experimental films. He's toyed with um, 
different technologies. Like, yeah, it's very prolific filmmaker. I did also really like the opening with like the, um, I mean, it happens later in the movie too, but the shots in the woods that it's like all blue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then um, the shots of the camera, just like behind some bushes following the main character. Um, But yeah, I feel like some, some scenes inside the um, facility, you could tell it was on an iPhone and it looked like they probably could have been improved with an actual camera, but. Well, definitely. I mean, uh, to your point, like there are some images that you look at, you don't immediately know it's an iPhone. You're just like, oh, that actually is pretty good. Yeah. And there's some where you're just like, oh yeah, that's definitely on an yeah, iPhone. Yeah, it, it looks bad. It's still impressive what they were able to do, but you're yeah. sometimes made aware of the fact that you're, what you're watching is like was captured on a phone. You know what I mean? Right. So stuff like that, which I feel like for some people may be distracting, but I thought it was pretty cool. Wow. Yeah, um, Claire Foy, the 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 main actress in the film, I thought she was really good. Yeah, I don't know if I've really seen her in anything else. I know Can she's you? in the Crown. Yeah, and that's the I had uh, I asked uh, the date that I took if she knew like if she's familiar with other things, and she said the Crown. Uh, she plays okay. Queen Elizabeth, is what she said. Yeah. Which you know, I know you're not into period stuff, but mm-hmm. I'm also not super interested in the crown. That does but... not sound interesting. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she was really good though. I liked her a lot. Um, Juno Temple, I liked her performance. She's not in it very much, but yeah, I think she was probably had like the showiest performance, and it almost felt like a Juno Temple performance. You know, like she's done similar roles like this in the past where she's, she's like very much like small, kind of crazy. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, totally. Totally. Like killer Joe or I feel like there's at least one other movie where she does that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I feel like most of the time I see her, she's just like, yeah. She's, yeah. Yeah. Kind of like unhinged kind of like, uh, I like her though. Yeah. Um, and specifically with her character, maybe we'll get into this more later. I don't know, but there's a scene towards the very end of the movie involving her character that was like really hard to watch. And I didn't really know what the movie was trying to do, you know, and then it becomes clear what the point of that was. But in the moment I was like, Oh my God, like I don't like this at all. This is making me really uncomfortable. Yeah. And I mean, it almost made you forget about like, you know, where the scene actually goes, Mm -hmm. which was effective. So yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm intrigued. I think I'll. I think it's definitely I don't know worth seeing. I don't know if I'll make it to the theater for it, but uh, like maybe come Halloween time, this could be a good one. Yeah, I liked it a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Do we want to? Oh, how much talking spoilers would really add to the discussion? It's just it, the movie went some places. I what wasn't did you expecting. think of the ending? Like without spoiling it, I liked it. Like the last final moments. Yes. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Also, uh, shortest credits I've seen for such a high profile movie, but I guess when you make it all on iPhones, like mm-hmm. you don't need that many people, <laughs> but the, the, the credits took like a minute and a half. Wow. I yeah. didn't stay for the credits. There's nothing else happens after the no, final it just, shot, right? It's, so the movie ends on a freeze frame. Yeah. And, the, and it's slowly zooming in, but seriously, start to finish, like it was like a minute, maybe a minute and a half. Weird. Yeah. There were not that many people involved. In so, Travis, you like the ending too? Yeah. Okay. And um, to know, I don't think this movie's doing very well. Well, I didn't look at the box office, but there was only like four other people in my screen. <laughs> so that's mine was pretty empty too. We also saw a matinee. 
of like a psychological thriller. Yeah. A low budget. <laughs> yeah. So it's not really a Sunday after me, afternoon <laughs> type of movie. You know what I mean? Leave it to the cinephiles digest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't really know. It's how. like shopping at a grocery store <laughs> Wednesday at Wednesday, 10 a.m. Yeah. The, the last like 20, 25 minutes were my favorite. So one thing I will say, the movie is only about 95 minutes long, but it, it felt way longer. And yeah. I think it might just be, I don't really feel like there was a pacing issue. I think this movie just accomplishes kind of a lot thing. in a short amount of time. Would you agree? Did you feel the, like it felt long? Yeah, it felt a little long. And that's kind of why I think I got a little bored at one point of it. But at the same time, the movie had me intrigued and had me guessing the whole time too. So I can't really like fault it too much for that. Right. Right. Yeah. I definitely reached the point where I was like, God, this movie's so short, but like, I don't think we're really even that close to the end yet. Like not in a negative way. I was just surprised because I looked back. I was like, I thought back to one of the early scenes and I was like, God, that feels like forever ago. Like it's a, it's a pretty rapid, a lot of stuff happens. Yes, there may be some repetition in the middle portion of the film, but a lot of stuff happens. You know, the whole, it basically condenses seven days into a 90 minute movie and a lot of stuff happens. Yeah. Well, and the movie does kind of get you thinking um, with the whole, like, I mean, it's not like subtle or anything, but the commentary about like the medical um, field, as far as like taking advantage of people's insurances and like, that's the reason why she's there. I don't, that's not a spoiler, is it? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you find that out pretty early. Yeah. Um, but, like, I guess I'd never really, like, thought about that before. Like, because th- that's a sh- shitty situation to be in. And, like, that could happen to someone. I mean, obviously, this is a movie and it's, like, a hyper-realized version of it. But, like, trying to, like, convince someone that you're not insane in a place like this and you're under such, like, tight constraints and, like, you're naturally going to, like act out more than you probably would in a normal situation just because you're so stressed and you're like trying to like make your case that you're not insane. Yeah. There were some things in that aspect though that were kind of frustrating because it was like made very clear to her by one of the characters in the film. They're just like, you're almost done. Just like lay low and you'll be fine. And there were some moments where I feel like her lashing out was justified and some I was just like, dude, come on. Like, right, did you yeah. really need to throw coffee in that person's face? Stuff like that, you know? Yeah, things escalated quickly more more often than not. And yeah, I, I guess I could side with you on that. I do, I do have one question about something that really confused me. It's a little... Okay. Hmm. There's a body found in the dirt. Whose body was that? Because the person whose body I thought it was, like... Was totally alive. No, but they come back later. Like, <laughs> not as a live person, but... You know what I mean? Like, whose body was that supposed to be? Um, just unrelated to the plot of the story? Or does he, like... Well, I'm trying not to spoil anything, yes. <laughs> but... Um, shortly after the... You see, like, the hand in the ground. Yeah. It cuts to, like, two bodies in a scene, and there's... A character that two bodies yeah there's a that were found at that scene like where no, the, the fingers it was, it was back at like the facility to and i don't know if those I, well i don't think those bodies were even connected it may have just been like a coincidence as far as like the scenes lining up the body in the dirt was 
tied back to another character in the film, but I thought it was someone else. <laughs> this is really hard to. <laughs> yeah, you guys are really uh, dancing. Do you know who's? Are we supposed to know whose body that was? I don't know whose body that was. <laughs> okay, so it wasn't just me. I thought maybe. Yeah, I don't. Uh, if that's the case, I don't know if I like. Nope, didn't that, like the movie. <laughs> it brings it down a little bit for me because what that says is that Steven Soderbergh is a hack. <laughs> That's exactly right, Tom. Wait, so so who did you think it was? Well, it's a spoiler. Here, write it down. Yeah, yeah, there we go. We got some notepads going. While right, you guys are doing this, sign language, actually. while you guys are doing this, I'm gonna go ahead and say that the reason the movie's called Unsane is because you're not supposed to know if she's really insane or not. No, right. you. No, you. Well, kind of. But at least going into it. Oh, uh, no, I don't think that was it. Did your Did you not immediately assume that when you saw that body? No, I didn't. Why not? I don't know. <laughs> you weren't curious, like, oh, what happened to that person? Oh, here's a dead body. Must be that person. That that you never like connected those dots. No, but you see that person later. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I was confused. <laughs> but why would he like dig it up and then he didn't? The police found that body. <laughs> Whoa, there's police spoilers. The one, the body we're talking about. <laughs> Spoilers, the police get involved in this fucking murder movie. <laughs> um, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, I follow you. What that, okay, so if that was not that body, yeah. what that says about, we do know who is tied to that body. We know who killed that person. What right. that says about that person negates a little bit of what the movie was trying to say. Oh, I wish I could just say it. I mean, I can we'll have, we'll have the conversation in the car afterwards, okay. <laughs> but you can see based on this conversation that there are lots of little conveniences and maybe confusing aspects that don't quite add up. But overall, I really enjoy what this movie was doing. The tension, the atmosphere, the performances, even on a technical level, really enjoy it. Boom. Wow. Still going to watch it. Even though there was a sort of a body mix-up, I don't think you should. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely worth the watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, star <sighs> ratings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else you got? Should we just no. keep chugging along? It's gonna be f- four out of five. Hmm. Three and a half. I was leaning four and a half up until. I, I thought maybe I'd get some closure from the body thing, but all it did was just open a can of worms I wasn't expecting. Oh, no. Four, four. Four out of five. I like this movie a lot. Cool. Enjoyed it quite a bit. Cool. It's very tense. Stamp of approval. Steven Soderbergh, uh, I'm still very mixed on him. He's around. It's a good movie. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. All right. Cool. Moving on. Mm-hmm. What Let's else have been watching? Uh, this is probably not going to be a very long episode because we don't really have that much to talk about. But who Week wants month. to go first? Week, couple weeks. Yeah, I've just also been busy, and I don't know about you guys, but mm. yeah, Fortnite. Uh-uh. I guess, I guess <laughs> if I took all the time I spent playing Fortnite and put it into movies and television, I would. You would have seen some bad movies. I would have killed it. <laughs> uh, well, I'll go. I saw a Fantastic Woman. Um, you were planning on doing a double header yesterday. Yeah, I was really going to go for it, but mm, after you bailed. I did love how we all bailed, but 
one by one. I thought I did it in the group because he bailed. Travis bailed first. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, well, maybe I want the bail. And I knew Tom was the only other. I I don't know. I just thought, I guess I the dots were connected in my head. Once I knew one person was out, I was just like, well, that's the first um. It was awesome because I text Matt and said, I'm out, dude. I, I feel like crap. And then I guess in the meantime, Matt texted Tom and said he was out, but didn't tell him that I was out. So then Tom texted me and was like, dude, are you still going to this movie? Because if not, I'm out. I'm like, I already told Matt I'm not going. It's like, okay, well, I guess none of us want to go. Close the circle. But I still made it to a movie. So I still win. No. For yesterday. I mean, we, okay, sure. I mean, we played Fortnite for five First of all, hours, it was so a who competition. Really won? And second of all, I won it. Yeah, well. Uh-huh. All right, well, let's hear about this. Okay, fantastic Best foreign woman. language film. Yeah, of last Oscar year. winner. Yeah. Best foreign language film. Um, it was really good. Uh, I think, so talking to a couple people, you know, this is one of those movies where it's hard to separate the message and the importance of the film from... Uh, Your actual enjoyment from the, of it? Uh, yeah, the actual enjoyment. I really did enjoy it. I don't think it was a perfect film, but I think that the story it told was really, really cool. It's um, like John Dealman. Right? Hmm? <laughs> I have no fucking clue. Uh, so I hear. Anyway, I won't I won't go into all that, but uh, you know, the main character's trans and there's just a lot of like indignities that she has to endure throughout the film, but also um like one of the things that, that Sarah pointed out was that, you know, she has like a pretty normal life. She tried she leads a pretty normal life. There's nothing like particularly othering about her except for what she has to endure on a day-to-day basis so that because i was unclear about this so in the film itself yeah she it's known that she's trans yes because based on the trailers i thought you know she was you know she is a woman i thought she was just playing a you know like but it's it's a part of the movie that she is sure trans yes yes absolutely okay Okay. i didn't know that from the trailers central okay um this movie has some fantastic realism, magical realism elements, which is really cool. Yeah, look and cool. not overdone. You get the impression from the trailer, I think, that it's like throughout the film, but it's more just every once in a while you get a little moment to kind of get inside the character's head a little bit about how they're feeling, um, which is super cool. The performance was great, Daniela Vega. Um, she was great. The other thing that I found notable at, about the film was its score. So, like, it opens up on this panorama shot of this waterfall, and it's just this beautiful soaring, uh, soaring music, like this classical violin. Um, and uh, there's just this little, I don't know the right word for it, this little ditty <laughs> <laughs> that plays every once in a while throughout the, the film, and it's pretty lighthearted. It's pretty, like, uplifting um and without that score this movie would be like pretty brutal there's some like real cruelty in it um you know people are people are dicks right (laughs) so so you see that in the film and it's really hard to watch you really sympathize with the character um her performance is also really nuanced and restrained which i think serves a lot for for the message and and for what um, trans people have to endure but the other side of it the flip side of it is you don't really see her like totally break down and lose it a lot um 
So I think some of my like emotional reaction to the film was tempered a bit by the score and by her own resilience. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe in some ways that brings it down for me as a movie. And that's kind of where I'm seeing that, that uh, disparity. But it's a beautiful movie. Uh, I give it four stars. Did I you think, see it uh, with the group? Just Sarah. Just oh, Sarah. Uh, Sarah and a friend. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did they like it as yeah. much as you or more yeah. than you? Well, we didn't get to talk to Tyler about it too much. He he really liked it. Sarah loved it. It was like a perfect movie for her. Mm. Um, yeah, definitely watch it. It's great. Well, if I uh, feel like procrastinating packing even more, maybe <laughs> I'll... I feel like I probably should have like... Well, not that I'm never going to go to the Egyptian again, but it for was those who uptown. don't know. Oh, really? Did it move? They moved it to the Uptown? Well, I saw that it was at the Egyptian before. I didn't plan this one, so it. but I doubt it's playing at both. That'd no, I definitely... It was at the Egyptian at one point. They yeah. must have moved it to the yeah. Uptown. Yeah. Well, never mind then. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe that like... Not that I'm never going to go to the Egyptian again, <laughs> but I'm moving away from that neighborhood very yeah. soon, so it's like... They, they always have one of those... Are you on the Stratus? Yeah. Okay. One of those. Uh, this is my last week. They always have a so, movie that's the only one you can. It's playing at Sif or Grand Cinema. Well, that well, what's playing at the Egyptian though is uh, now really my question because let's see. I would like to go. One the question more time is mutated. While I still live in the neighborhood. Yes. <laughs> uh, Death of Stalin. Perfect. Oh, oh. dude. Well, Sif like Uptown's not nice. Oh, I, I don't know about that. Wait, is Uptown. Uptown? It's not nice. Oh. The seats are so shitty. Oh my god! Whatever. It's fine, dude. It's, it's fine. like a. I like that theater, but like, come on. It's, it's like a nice. high school auditorium <laughs> from like back in the day. You wow. can't drink there, though. When yeah. I say nice, I mean I I like Going like there? being there. Oh, totally. Well, yeah. me too. Okay. It's got a cool vibe, but the I would have seats... said it's a cool theater, not a nice theater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Because my old favorite theater in Seattle mm. was the Harvard Exit. And that was not a nice theater, but mm. it was very much a cool theater. Mm. It, I has saw, it has charm. I saw Boyhood charm. at that theater. I saw Her at that theater. I saw Inside Lewin Davis at that theater. Man, you got a special connection. Some heavy hitters. And then they fucking tore it down. Mm. Well, I don't even tore it down yet, but some asshole bought it out. Some rich asshole. It's probably turning it into fucking luxury condos or something like that. <laughs> yep. Oops. The self-cleaning coffee machine. There it goes. We're at Tom's house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and if anybody has any qualms about seeing a foreign language film because they don't think they want to read subtitles, you don't even notice it after like 30 seconds. It's just it's just gone. That's how I approach all foreign language films. I don't know. like In a theater. If I'm at home and I'm like laying in bed, like sure, maybe I don't want to watch a foreign language film. Yeah. But I never like... Once I'm into it and I'm watching movies with subtitles, like it just becomes second nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Granted, I think we've all three of us have seen like a fair number of foreign films, and we're also big movie fans, so you know maybe we're just like used to the experience. But yeah, I mean, I, I would obviously prefer not to have to read them, but I'm not against it by any means. <laughs> but no, some people are just like I know some people won't see it. They yeah. like refuse. Like, oh no, I don't do subtitles. It's like. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we don't yeah. talk about this much on the show, but Travis's reading level. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Um, well, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, I don't know I if really, I'll catch it or honestly, not. Honestly, the more I think about it, the more I like it. Just the way that the whole story, uh, you know, plays out and the way that the characters, you know, the way that you get kind of introduced to the character is really special because you don't know, like, 
you see her through the lens of all the other people uh, in her life, you know, and it really humanizes her because they are so dehumanizing. Sure. You know, like they refuse to call her her sometimes or they refuse to use her uh, her female name. They give her her birth name, you know, so. And that's yeah. uh, that's interesting to me because none of that is in the trailer. The first time no. I saw that trailer, like I wasn't familiar with Daniela Vega. I didn't even know she was trans. Like, yeah. So the fact that that's actually like that's the movie is the, yeah. her experience as a trans woman. Like, yeah. But you don't get that because like you said, the trailer like there's a lot of fantastical imagery mm-hmm. in it, like her standing in the wind, like leaning forward. And mm-hmm. is is there much of a plot, or is it mainly just her going through life? No, no, there's a plot. Oh. There's a there's a thing that happens very early on in the movie, and the rest of it is just dealing with that thing, oh, basically, okay. um, and with the people who are associated with that event. Um, so I don't want to ruin it, but uh, yeah, it's it's beautiful. It's got. She's a an amazing singer, yeah. so she sings like operatic music, um, in a couple of scenes. Her performance is is pretty, pretty awesome. Like, she should have been nominated. I wouldn't have been surprised. She could have should have gone on stage with uh, what does she call him? Sophion or what does she call him <laughs> at the Oscars? Surfian. Surfian. <laughs> is how his it's how is his name actually pronounced? Is she right? Sufian. 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 But she she said surf. Sir, right, Surfion, that's what it was. Surfion. And she's, you well, know, she's got I an mean, accent like it. Come on, like, English isn't even her first language. She has to get up there and then say Sufion Stevens. Like, no one can get that name right. Yeah. <laughs> At least she didn't say Sufjan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. That's a fantastic woman. Yeah. Um, you have one other movie, right? Yes. I have one other movie... Like a rewatch or two, and then like a TV show. So I don't have a ton either. Mm-hmm. Travis, you also don't have a ton. You, you can go next. You um, got the most of the three of us. Sure, so. I'll go through a few. Um, I saw a Wrinkle in Time. <laughs> wah, wah. What was it? Te- didn't you send me a text? It's like more like a wrinkle in my butthole. Or yeah. something like that. <laughs> uh, it's no context. I just said, just more like. I think that is all you said. Yeah. yeah. Like, no one asked. And you're like, dude. wait, what? Are we watching that this week? I was like, no, I just saw it and I hated it. Uh, so this is almost like one of those things where like I don't want to shit on it too much just because maybe it's not for me. It's like if I were to go watch the My Little Pony movie and come back and just be like, that movie was fucking terrible. Well, obviously, because... It's not made for me. And I feel like this was made for children. And that's all. <laughs> but it's, it, I feel like the way it was marketed, at least, it looked like it was like, you know, for everyone. Like, sure, more for kids, but like, mm-hmm. it should be accessible for like the whole family. There was a big marketing push behind that movie. Did yeah. it make you want to vote Oprah for president more or less? Uh, less. <laughs> 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 Never. <laughs> um, it was just so boring, and I haven't read the book, and so I, I mean, can't really compare the two. But the book is supposed to be good, or at least like it wasn't a beloved kids' book. Yeah, <laughs> um, but like twenty minutes in, I was just like so bored that I wanted to go watch something else, and it didn't even matter what it was or if I'd seen it before. Like I turned to Chelsea mm-hmm. and was like, "I'm gonna go watch a different movie." <laughs> you actually did? No, I wanted to, but she wouldn't let me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did she want to see it? Yeah, I, I let her pick this time. And <laughs> did they? So they hint at like some science conversations, you know, 
like, oh, if you do this, you know, and then they show that bug crawling across that string or something. Any of that fun? Uh, no, there's very little fun. Um, I checked out pretty early, so I yeah. honestly don't have much to say other than I was just like bored to tears and like all the performances are I, maybe not terrible, but none of them were good like mm-hmm. by any means. And it was, I don't know, like even like the imagery, like you would think there'd be some cool imagery from this movie, but there's like none. It didn't look that cool. I it just looked like a CGI looking. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the movie looked bad from the get go. Like when they announced that Ava DuVernay was going to be like, heading in i was like oh that's cool yeah and then as soon as the first trailer came out i was like that looks like a bad movie but i feel like i should be excited for it because it's a big profile uh blockbuster film directed by a woman a black woman yeah but it looked bad so the whole time i was just like i feel like this is important but looks like a piece of shit movie yeah Sounds yeah. like it was. I mean, there was like maybe two cool shots towards the end of the movie, but like those were the ones that probably had like no CG in them, which was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know if it's in the trailer, but there's, I think it's Reese Witherspoon's character. She turns into like this like leaf flying creature thing, almost like, I don't know, it looks like something out of like Avatar maybe. Um, and I thought that would be like a cool moment, but. No, it's mm. just, I don't know. I, there's like no, nothing really for me to enjoy out of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's a fairly simple plot. Like the story as far as like like her dad gets lost in time or space or whatever, and then they have to go find him. But like it's so convoluted that like it I makes it. the book being very confusing. It makes it more complicated than it needs to be. But ultimately it's just like it's a super simple setup. So yeah. I don't know. I was I was bored. All right, let me guess. Reese Witherspoon is Mrs. Who. Uh, I think so. <laughs> and then one of them is Mrs. What's It? I don't remember the last character. I haven't read the book, so I don't know. Uh, I'm I, not. The... I, I already forgot like most of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the biggest uh, Mindy Kaling fan. Is she as annoying as she looks? And oh. Sounds. Um. <laughs> No, I mean she's she's not in it that much. She was fine, but I mean, like no one was really that great in it. And it is uh, this meme's already been made on the internet. But like, why did they make Chris Pine look like the dude from Team America in this movie? <laughs> what <laughs> have you seen that meme? No, just do like I Team America Wrinkle in Time or something. <laughs> oh my god, I can already I have the meme in my head already. I it's don't need so to see it. That's like hilarious. it's so perfect. The hair. The facial hair, like everything. (laughs) I promise I will never die. Can we just watch Team America right now? (laughs) Hold on. Are you pulling up the meme now? Well, yeah, but it's just actually just showing photos of Chris Pine. It's Uh, not from uh, Wrinkle in Time. I got to get Wrinkle in Time going. What's your beer sitch, Tom? You got anything in there? In there? No. No, but I have some some other beverages. No. Nope. I'm not going to mix alcohol. Nope. <laughs> not that it would do anything. But, uh, but yeah, this was pro- this is probably oh my God. the worst movie I've seen this year Shit. as far as like a 2018 release. That's perfect. I know. Yeah, that is spot on. <laughs> the part when he's like barfing in the alley at the end, he's got that big beard. Oh my God. That's amazing. Yeah, worse than Gringo and Death Wish. So. That is 
saying a lot. Didn't you give <laughs> Death Wish a one and a half? Yeah, I gave Wrinkle in Time a one. Ooh, <laughs> Jesus. But like I said, Shots fired. it's... I don't think it was really a movie for me in the first place, so I, I had no rights. It seems like it's a movie for no one, because it's not doing very well, critically or commercially. Yeah. Well, you need to give parents a reason to like even tell your kids that it exists, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, kids will want to see it, right? But ugh, if it doesn't have any like humor or something to bring in the family, you know, like the way Pixar does it. Yeah. Yeah, but you also look at a movie like Minions. Minions made fucking a billion dollars Minions worldwide. Is fun. Minions, though. Like, oh, minions. not Despicable Me. Sorry, like, Minions. Well, yeah, but I mean, parents that also, love. That was an established franchise. E- exactly, too. it's a spinoff of something that parents like too. That's fair. Yeah. And there's no way to hide Minions from your kids. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Minion Tic Tacs, Minion Toothbrush, Minion <laughs> Backpacks. <laughs> All right. Uh, you want to do another one? Sure. I saw... I'm going with new releases first. I saw The Hurricane Heist. Oh, yeah. Finally did you go with your brother? Or? No, I, I dragged Chelsea to the theater. Why Why did you bother if you weren't going to see it with your brother? Um, Because I wanted to see it. Apparently, it was better than A Wrinkle in Time because you said A Wrinkle in Time was the worst. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> I enjoyed The Hurricane Heist, but I feel like you know what kind of movie that is going into it and like... I feel like you can't really criticize a movie that's like, yeah, it's what it's setting out to do is like a bad movie. No, you can criticize it. Well, you can criticize it. If people go into this movie like ready to critique fault. it, like yeah, it just I, I don't are know you why saying you're it's, it's self aware? Is that yeah, what you're saying? I mean, like, like, it knows it's a big dumb movie. Like, is that basically what you're saying? I mean, the movie. Like, have you seen the trailer or like no. even the title? Or I don't anything? even know what. Oh. So is it li- like what the fuck is this movie even about? Is it li- like? A hurricane? Is it a heist that takes place during a hurricane? Yes, they or plan yes. it for the hurricane. Okay. They're like, this will be the perfect time. Yeah. So there's. I mean, they're not wrong. Like, yeah, there's like they a... are wrong. What? <laughs> no one's gonna be out and about during a hurricane. Perfect time to. Well, the, yeah. There, there's a storm warning to evacuate a town, and like where this town resides, there's like a, a treasury building or something that has like a ton of money. It's like six hundred million dollars or something like Jesus. that. So they they evacuate the town, and then. They're going to rob this place, um, but just, like, shit keeps happening to, like, you know, further along the story. And, like, it just takes a long time to actually get to the, like, people getting the money out of the place. Um, But it's, I don't know, it it was fun. Like, it's a bad movie, but I enjoyed it. And the effects weren't as bad as I thought they were going to be. The only thing I kind of wish there was more of is, like more disaster type mm. stuff in the movie um i it's probably because of budget but like there wasn't i mean there was a decent amount of action but i thought there could have been more like surrounding the whole like disaster because mm. like the the final finale is kind of short and uh, it was still cool but yeah is there just... a shark in this film <laughs> no because if there's for... not, I just don't know why it what? would show up. I'm not going to put my butt in that seat. That's for sure. <laughs> also, thank you for being specific that the final finale was underwhelming. Oh. As opposed I to like, like the, the second the, to last The final finale. action scene. <laughs> <laughs> um, who's in this movie? Anyone I know? Toby Kebbell. Uh, that is. He's, uh, he's the guy in King Kong. He's one of them in King Kong, I think. The guy in King Kong. No, one Jack of the Black. Guys. No. 
Adrian Brody. No, no, no. The new King Kong Skull. Island. That's Kong Skull Island. God, King Kong <laughs> is a movie. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry, my mind went to King Kong and not Kong Skull uh, Island. He's um, Koba, I think, in Planet of the Apes. Oh yeah, is I know exactly what he looks like. Yeah, the fucking monkey guy with the scar on his face. Yeah, that guy. Um, he's in a lot of stuff. I'm sure I recognize him. Yeah, but he, he, he like that's it. Like he's like the person. There's no like Gerard Butler. There's Toby the guy McGuire. from uh, True Blood. The Sarsgaard guy or no? Um, maybe it's him, Ryan. Reynolds. Yeah, Ryan Quantin. Maggie is. Grace is in it. Don't know who that is. Wait, isn't Maggie Grace the fucking like kidnapping like the television personality? It was like all about like. Oh. What am I thinking of, Maggie? Did you, Tom, do you know what I'm talking about? No. She's like a like a sensational uh, Nancy Grace. That's who I'm thinking of. Nancy Grace. Never mind. Not, Nancy Drew. Not Maggie Grace. No. <laughs> We're talking very. Oh, still all three of these things. About. The dad different. and the witch is in it. Ralph oh, Innocent. He's like a character actor. He's in like a. Does he play a Puritan settler? Or a goat? <laughs> no, he's the main like bad guy in it. Oh, is he? Of the crew, yeah. He's a weird looking dude. Yeah. Hold up. What's his name? Grace Kelly. Ralph. <laughs> Ralph Innocent. Ralph Innocence? Innocent. Innocent. Yeah. Anyway, Hurricane Heist. I enjoyed it, but um Did they successfully it's... steal the hurricane? Mm. Um steal the hurricane. Yeah, it's a heist of a hurricane. <laughs> no, they're stealing money. And I don't want to spoil it. So Well, I'm but, not gonna see this yeah. piece of shit. So. Um yeah, I, don't spoil it. I enjoyed it, but um I feel like you should know what it is before going you know, you should know what it is going into it and it's a good time. So bad it's good. It's one yeah, of those. I don't feel that way about disaster <laughs> movies though, so yeah. For me it's like, oh, it's just so it's so bad it's bad. All disaster movies are garbage. I can't think of one disaster no. movie I like. Throw throw some disaster movies out Perfect there. Perfect Storm. It's uh, not a disaster movie. In the I sense didn't see it. I also haven't seen that movie, but it's what? got fucking George Clooney in it or whatever. Is it or Mark okay, Wahlberg? Mark Wahlberg define, uh, The Day After Tomorrow. But weather related super things, right? Well, that's just like they're on a boat in the ocean. There's like that's just a storm in the ocean, you know. It that's more. The it's the storm. perfect storm in the sense, like, because that's an expression, Titanic, you know. Disaster. That's a disaster movie. Is that's it? that's a great disaster. How about movie. Cloverfield? Does that count? No, it's just a monster movie. Yes, you're. Okay. You need to like go home and think about San like, Andreas. That's a disaster that. movie. Obviously, a movie where <laughs> the disaster. How about Twister? Is, that's absolutely a disaster movie. Do you like that movie? It's fun. It's a bad movie, but. Yeah, it's terrible. How about Tremors? It's not a disaster movie. It I love disastrous. Tremors. But... <laughs> disastrous. <laughs> so was The Counselor, but we don't call that a disaster movie. <laughs> All right. Uh, what else you got? Do you need to keep going? How much you got? Yeah, I have a few. Um, I watched Married to the Mob this morning, which was what awesome. What the fuck is that? Jonathan Demi movie. Oh. David Byrne did the music. Oh. Yeah, it's got Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, who else? Matthew Modine, Alec Baldwin, Ooh. Dean Stockwell. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like just like one of your typical mob stories. Um, basically, Michelle Pfeiffer's husband gets killed by like a mob boss. This is super early on. And then she's basically like trying to start a new life with her kid. But 
she gets keep she keeps getting pulled back into the whole like mob world um but like it's very stylistic um it's just yeah it's super enjoyable um i feel like i've been watching a lot of like indie artsy movies and it's just nice to watch something <laughs> that's not like just, yeah <laughs> what year did this come out uh 88 okay yeah what's yeah. it called again married to the mob married but yeah, I love the uh, <laughs> I love the opening credits and like the titles. Um, there's a pretty cool assassination on a train early on. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer is a beaut mm. in it. Mm. Uh, it's yeah, really good. All right, cool. Right I've never heard of that. I didn't even know it was. I ran it from Jonathan the library. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, me it was again. There. Just going left to right on the shelf. I only have two, th- like <laughs> two or three things to talk about. So. I watched Creep 2. Oh, you finally did? Yes. Okay. Tom, have you seen Creep 1? No, I still sh- need to. I, I it's pretty creepy. I liked it, but I don't think I liked it as much as the first one, but not by like a big margin. I mean, it's just a little bit. And it's probably because it's the second one. Like that's the only reason why it's getting a knock. It's also an escalation of the first movie, and I could see how that might rub someone the, song, the wrong way because it's not yeah. a super practical premise i mean they, right. it makes sense in the context of the movie but if i put myself in that woman's shoes it's a fucking way i keep hanging out you know right yeah i mean they they do what they can though i guess to make it as you just kind of have possible. to get over that mental hurdle and then i was all on board i think that's why yeah. i like creep two more but i could see how people might get hung up on like they can't get over that hurdle you know what i mean do you have <clears> to see Creep One to get Creep Two? You should. You probably should. Yeah. It uh, gives. It gives because the first movie is establishing like the character and providing mm-hmm. context. This one kind of just dives right into the fact that he's crazy. Creep One's on Netflix. They're both, they're both on, on there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and they're also I, both like eighty-five minutes. So, like, what do I say to Sarah to convince her to watch Creep One? Mark Duplass is in it. Yeah, that's all you really <laughs> need. That's what I would say. <laughs> It's it is, it's it's not a horror comedy, but it's like kind of funny because he, he's creepy. But yeah, I mean, it's like twisted humor, some mm-hmm. of it. But I mean, it's not super. It's not like graphic either. No. Okay. It's cool. it's very entertaining, but it is a found footage movie. It is you know a horror movie technically. But I think where it went or the setup of it was pretty creative. Um, instead of just like doing the same thing again. Yeah, definitely. Like they give at least like somewhat of a reason for her to stick around. Um, but yeah, I, I liked it a lot. I liked, um, like all the film references he used, Mm -hmm. like the whole Coppola thing. There's a couple other like smaller ones, but the Coppola like running joke was pretty funny throughout the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, did you like the ending in the movie? The very end. Oh yeah. Um, but I still feel like the first one was more impactful. Like it, I guess I was more surprised by the first one. And this goes back to what I was saying earlier. I I just think I like the first one because I wasn't a, like aware of the like creep universe. You know, like the yes. first sure. time watching it. Um, but now that mm. I I know him and like what these movies are about, um, I think I just like this one a little bit less. I did love the whole thing about like why he wants to do like you know what he wants to do in the movie and i that might be a spoiler but like uh he's turning 40 years old 
and he's killed 39 people. And so he wants his 40th kill to be himself. And it's almost like it's like his golden kill. (laughs) And he turns his like serial killerness into like art Mm -hmm. rather than like it's 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 art to him. And the person who's interviewing him is uh, she runs like her own like YouTube show or something like that. Um, And so he's like he convinces her like to stick around because she can respect art like he can. But it's like these like two twisted people who have like their own like agendas as far as art go. And they just like keep kind of like one upping each other. I don't know. It's it's kind of really interesting. Yeah. Like going back to your previous point about how like it's pretty clever. Like I do. I see where you're coming from where like the first film had more of an impact because you didn't know what was going to happen. You don't know these characters at all. Yeah. But I like that in the second one. If it, it fleshes that out, but also kept me guessing, like, because she also like will occasionally kind of turn the tables on him, you know, mm-hmm. like you said, there's like they kind of go back and forth. It's super interesting. I thought it was like as far as like a sequel, like especially yeah. a horror sequel, like it's pretty different from the first one, which I liked. Yeah, I, I would say they're like pretty much on par. Um, it's just that mm. like I guess when you're watching the first one, you don't really know the movie's boundaries, but like what happens at the end of the first one, you're like, Oh fuck, like anything can happen in this yeah. movie. Yeah. So then the second one, it's you're more on board with it. It's not as much of a shock when you're watching creep Two, Cause you're, you're opened up to the possibility of what could happen. Because yeah. You've seen where the first one. Went. Yeah. You should definitely watch these movies. They're really yeah. short though. Yeah. Like honestly, I think the second one's like 75 minutes or 77 minutes or something mm-hmm. like that. And you I think the first one's probably about the same. Hours. Yeah. Tempting. It's perfect for when, you know, you want to watch a movie, but you only got like less than 90 minutes. <laughs> There's not a lot of movies that fall fall in that category. Does order. Mark Duplass hang dong in the first one? I don't remember. I don't remember, but he does. You could just tell Sarah he hangs dong and then maybe I would imagine she's into dong. I don't know. I like the, you know, I, like, I love when people hang dong in movies, you know, like that's what gets me in the seat. But Mark Duplass? Yeah, dude, he's got a beautiful dick. You ever seen it? <laughs> I guess not. That's pretty solid. All the more reason to watch Creep. I just, you know, without telling her ahead of time that it's beautiful, I don't see why she'd be like, oh, yeah, Mark Duplass of all the people. Dude, he's funny, he's talented, and he's got a big old cock. Like, what more do you want? <laughs> I mean, we're not talking like Michael Fassbender, Dong, but like... Yeah, well... He is awesome in these movies. I mean, he's awesome in like pretty much everything he does, but like... His performance. Like how he can play like the funny guy, but also the creepy guy. Like Mm -hmm. he just rides that line very well. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Cool beans. Uh, Keep going. Uh, well, let me talk. I'll talk about the other movie I saw, like New Watch, okay. and then we'll just like cr- like wrap up everything else. Um, I watched a Netflix original documentary called Take Your Pills, mm. which is about uh, basically ADHD and how like we are very easily uh, diagnosing every ev- anyone and everyone with ADHD and giving them drugs like Ritalin and drugs Mm -hmm. like um, Adderall, which when it comes down to just like the science of it is 
basically speed like it's yeah. it's legal meth so it gets into the business of like the, you know the pharmaceutical companies like making a killing off of it the number of people who have been diagnosed number of pills that have been sold because that like it dives into when adderall well it wasn't adderall i think it was ritalin when basically these types of medications first came on the market there was like an epidemic and they cracked down on because they were basically handing out speed like candy to people so then they cracked down on it and then that's when it became like a a classified type 2 narcotic or something crack cocaine and adderall no not crack cocaine (laughs) adderall and some other like kind of scary drug they're both like (laughs) class 2 narcotics or something you can get oh it's meth yeah meth you can still prescribe some is one well, no, you can't. Well, now it is in some places. Yeah. It's basically a drug that's illegal unless you have a prescription. Yeah. Uh, doctors can still prescribe, like, maybe I'm mixing up my facts, but I think meth you can legally subscribe, prescribe someone, but no one does it anymore because of the stigma surrounding it. But it's still technically, legally speaking, the same type of drug, like Type two, whatever. Anyway, amphetamine, and it's it's just about like uh, these the the pressure that's on college kids to perform because like everyone gets Adderall and like they do it for studying, but like some people use it to party. Like it's basically just about about those types of drugs and like what it's doing to our society. And it was interesting. Like I mean, I knew like I had know quite a few people who like are prescribed it but also take it recreationally. Mm-hmm. And I know it's basically legal meth, mm-hmm. but it's still, it's still interesting, especially if you're not familiar with it. It's a uh, eye opening. If you're not familiar with it, it was a serviceable movie. It was good. You know, mm-hmm. It's like a three and a half, four kind of settling documentary. Stuff. Yeah. You know, it's just like, wow, that's fucked up, you know, mm-hmm. but it's pretty interesting. Nothing too, nothing like, I wouldn't say like immediately go home and watch this, but mm-hmm. you know, you're curious it's a good solid documentary it's interesting but nothing too amazing i also watched a documentary on netflix oh yeah which one icarus oh yeah the uh, which you picked oh, for uh award winner best documentaries yeah. <laughs> have you guys seen it no. i started it i turned it off i was too sleepy or something Dude, this was like months ago i saw your star rating it's captivating yeah. I loved it. It's the best documentary I've seen in a long time. I think I actually got pretty far into it because I got to the point where he like recruited that like crazy Russian doctor. That's pretty early like, on. Is it? Okay. Maybe I didn't get yeah. as far as I thought, but he was like, they were getting into the yeah. fact that he's like kind of a sketchy guy, you know? Yeah. But <laughs> this movie, so all I'll say is that it takes a turn, right? The, the, Filmmaker Brian Fogel, I think is his name. He sets off to do a documentary about um, about PEDs, and he's a cyclist. He's a pretty competitive amateur cyclist. Um, and it, okay, so I think the main drawback about this story or about this movie is it's kind of hard to tell. Like, it gets confusing at points. Like, why are they making the movie? Why is he taking these drugs? Because it's like he's trying to set off to show how you do it. First of all, like how it can be done that you can cheat the system Mm -hmm. and also um, how people become amazing performers by taking 
performance enhancing drugs, but then he has a bad performance when he has been using them. I got that far. I got super disappointed. Right. So disappointed. And it's confusing because I was like, I thought, I think it's a combination of him feeling like he didn't, he didn't live up to his own standards. And also he was using the drugs. So it feels extra shitty. And he didn't quite make the point that he wanted to make. Right. Because he's making a film. Yeah. Anyway, that part got a little bit confusing, but the other confusing part is this documentary takes a fucking turn. Like, where they go with it, what happens is, like, so crazy. It's the whole doping scandal from 2014, I think, 14, 15. Uh, Is this one of those documentaries that they set out to do something, but while doing that, it just... Oh, he's totally in the middle of the whole thing. And it centers around that crazy Russian uh, Russian doctor. guy. He's a lab a lab director. Yeah. And I was like enthralled throughout this whole thing. Um, but I also really like like politics and stuff like that. So you know, if anybody out there is interested in politics or Russia <laughs> or the crazy shit that Putin does, like th- this is pretty eye opening. Especially since you hear about things in the news where it's like, oh, well, Putin probably had this guy assassinated, but, you know, whatever. Right. Uh, but this movie is like, no, somebody just got assassinated. <laughs> Where, Like, in real time, they're like, you might be next. Like, what? shit is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty thrilling. It, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, I can't recommend it enough. I loved it. All right. Maybe I should watch that later. Yeah. I definitely started it, but I think I was too sleepy or something. I don't know. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Back to me. Mm-hmm. I watched Why Him. I've been on the fence about watching that for so long. <laughs> Tell me about it. Uh, it's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what I thought. Uh, it's definitely longer than it needs to be. And like, there's some funny parts in it, but like... There's some moments that just go on way too long. It's just like a tired joke, and you're like, okay, we get it. Move yeah. on. Yeah. I don't have a ton to say about this other than that I watched it, and it was not who's very in, good. It's Franco and who? James Franco and Brian Cranston. And I feel like- Oh, no, but who's the girl? Oh, Zoe Deutsch. Matt's girl, supposedly. Oh, really? Yeah. She's in a Everybody Wants Some. Did you ever see that? Was she in that? Yeah, she's the girl that- like the main dude falls for. Man, I suck it. She's in the disaster artist. Alright, I'm just gonna look her up. Save everybody a lot of time. Oh, this person. Yeah, she was in that Vampire Academy movie that was a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, don't really have much to say about it other than I didn't really like it that much. Um Brian Cranston was kind of just like phoning it in too. Really? Yeah. That doesn't seem I feel like, like him. he could have been more funny in it. He was just kind of playing like the the dad who's against the boyfriend, you know. Yeah. I guess so. Whatever, yeah. cash it in. Well, and like there's some funny stuff about James Franco's character, but then like it's like way too over the top to where it's just like totally unbelievable. Yeah. This just doesn't meet like uh reach Meet the Fockers Heights. No, I, I mean, it's yeah, it's pretty bad in some instances. Like he gets a tattoo of like their Christmas card on his back to try and be like part of the family. And he's he's like one of those guys who's so just stupid. like totally carefree, but also like super successful. So he has a bunch of tattoos. He like cusses every other word. But then like 
he's like a part of the super successful startup company. So like mm-hmm. the dad wants to hate him because of his like whole persona. But then at the same time, like he's super successful. So like, you know, there's, I guess, mm-hmm. reasons to get behind him. <laughs> but yeah, it's just too much. <laughs> mm. Sounds not good. And then... Um, Wait, real quick. I need to talk about what's happened in the bathroom. I was just urinating. And as one does, you know, I pulled out my phone, see what's going on in the world of Facebook. Mm-hmm. Someone I went to high school with shared a video that with the caption that they posted was, this is the funniest thing I've seen in years. The video said, rare footage from the Easter egg factory. And it was literally a bunny fucking a chicken. And that's it. What? Apparently, the funniest thing this guy has seen in years was a rabbit fucking a chicken. A real rabbit or a man in a rabbit suit? A real suit? rabbit. Just a rabbit humping a chicken. You know, like a dog, you know, like a dog like wants to hump everything. It was just a yeah, fucking sure. Rabbit. You got to delete that friend, dude. Easter egg factory, man. That's so funny. Rabbit fucks a chicken and then the chicken shits out an <laughs> Easter egg. That's the most fu- fucking funniest thing I've ever heard of in my just life. Just one more reason to delete Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, we... That rem- I don't know why this reminded me of that, but we didn't talk about like the huge name actor in in Unsane. Oh yeah, we don't need to spoil it, but I was not expecting that. Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg. Was I. It's a cameo. Uh, it was not him. No. <laughs> uh, okay. Think recent movies. Mm. Think of another like out of left field huge A list cameo. Who comes to mind? You dude. What? You got to give me more. I, I mean... Do you know what I'm talking well, about? Well, yeah, but I already know who you it saw is, the movie. So yeah, <laughs> but you also... I mean, it's a movie we saw last year. Uh-huh. A-list actor in a very small role. You could say one mm-hmm. thing and make it very clear what, what movie you're talking about. Come on, Bruce Willis. <laughs> no. Split? No. Come on. The other one. He played a uh, brother to a god? Brother to a god? No. The Let's god just say the I'm the only person who doesn't like this movie. Uh, Anthony Hopkins? <laughs> <laughs> so you're in the right scene, but do you remember the other oh, very big name oh, yeah, actor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's in Unsane? For like three minutes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, interesting. But I mean, he's he's in a bunch of Soderbergh movies, so. Oh, okay. Jurassic Park. What? It's <laughs> <laughs> a joke. <laughs> Uh, I just I just don't get the joke, but I won't make you explain it to me. Well, Goldblum's in Jurassic Park. So? So I was just joking that Soderbergh directed Jurassic Park, and they were they worked on it together. Oh, <laughs> uh, you one too many leaps for the joke to make sense to me. So. Or no, it makes really sense, to but... anybody. <laughs> anyway. You see this new TV I got? <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys have anything else? Uh, uh, just TV. A rewatch yeah. and a TV thing, yeah. I have a couple of rewatches. Um, actually, I did watch Mysterious Skin, though, which I also don't really have too much to say. It's a um, tough watch. Other than it was probably one of the most disturbing movies I've seen in a while. For real? Yeah. I don't remember it being that bad. That's something to say. The subject material is pretty dark. Yeah, I mean, it, it has to deal with, like, child molestation. Yeah. And, like, just some of the scenes are just... It's a very uncomfy movie. Yes, very. And I... I knew that there would be, like, the, the plot description doesn't really get too much into that, I don't mm-hmm. think. No. So I wasn't, I was expecting something, but definitely not that. And 
Do you know who this movie is, Tom? No, but I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> it's got Jogo Lev in it. Oh. In one of his early roles. It was like right after Brick or something, like right around Brick time. Yeah. And um, it's it's somewhat of like a, a beautiful looking movie, but then like the subject matter is so like grotesque that it just like... It's an interesting it's, juxtaposition. It's, yeah, sure. it's hard to just like... I don't know. It was hard to watch this movie. Yeah, it is really good. About it. um, it's but really it's also, <laughs> it's really weird too. Like there's a, like a sci-fi like alien element to it, which I was definitely not expecting. I don't remember that at all. Like the UFO and what? the kid being touched by like the alien hand in his dreams. Oh, and, oh okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. It's been a while since I've seen this movie. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely like one of a kind and it's very ambitious and the subject matter is just like disgusting and mm-hmm. yeah, it was very hard to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, it was a decent movie. Um, I just, I can't recommend what strange skin, mysterious, mysterious skin. skin, mysterious directed skin. by uh Greg Araki. Right. Yeah. He also did a white bird in a butthole or what's that movie called? <laughs> oh, blizzard, white bird in a blizzard. That's what it's called. Uh, uh, what, uh, I, who's that one chick <clears throat> yeah you know that one chick who's that is it the girl from uh like spectacular now yeah yeah what's her name again oh fuck what is her why name? are we all blanking on her name from the descendants the divergent movies spectacular now oh she's like kind of like the new jennifer lawrence yeah from uh motherfucker that, what's that, her name that hbo show big yes Little big yes yeah, I really hated her for a while, but now I'll I'm, just look it up. Now I'm what the medium? Shailene Woodley. Shailene Woodley. <laughs> Damn it. Anyway, yes, she's in White Bird in a Butthole. Would you th- would you consider that movie more disturbing than Requiem for a Dream? No. White Bird. I, I think Requiem no. for a Dream Mysterious is game. more graphic, but like the material and like some of the lines that characters say in Mysterious Skin got under my skin more than like some of the stuff in Wrecking for a Dream. Yeah, I mean, that stuff is all very personal, you know, like what gets under your skin. Like, It's a yeah. hard-to-watch movie, but I wouldn't say it's hard yeah, to watch. Yeah, I guess I just prefer ass-to-ass over child molestation. Who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> I would hard hope to that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, what else did you see, Travis? Uh, rewatches. I rewatched The Lovely Bones. No, why? why? This Didn't is... we talk about this? Did we? Dude, yeah. this guy fucking hates that movie. Oh, really? Well, we had to watch that because <laughs> the... Andrew remembered that it was good, right? He, he thought remembered it was liking good. it, and we watched it, and we were all like, like twenty minutes in, we were like, "This is fucking terrible." <laughs> and then at the end of it, he was like, "So." I, I texted my mom. I was like, I thought I liked this movie. And she said, no, I liked it. You hated it. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's not very good. Um, no, it's but bad. the book is really good. Have you ever read the book? No, but that doesn't oh, matter. I know. But the book is good. And I feel like this movie had potential. It's just, I don't know. It's I think it's hard to adapt just because of the way the book is done. Like, mm-hmm. it's all from her perspective. Um, but the way they try and do it in the movie is just kind of clunky. You I like I mean? Stanley Tucci. Yeah, I like him in it, but like, he's almost like a caricature. You know what I mean? Like he's like, like over stereotypical creepy neighbor who also is like a child 
molester. Dude, Dude you're you. a child molester. I know. Kick, huh? <laughs> Lolita's next. <laughs> um, and also, like this, this movie could have been like. I mean, some of it looks cool, but some of it's like way too overly like computer generated, and like some of the like the scenes of heaven or purgatory or whatever you want to call it they're not that cool like there's way better shots in like tree of life or something and there's way less cg in tree of life than there is in this i just movie. remember that movie being like and it's super long really bad and really long and really cheesy yeah because like they they like hammer home the whole like point of mark Wahlberg's character like never giving up and so he just becomes obsessed with this case and like finding his daughter and what happened to her and everything but like yeah it's just like so obvious in one scene because he just like spells it out while they're doing his little what's the hobby where you like put the boat in the glass bottle mm. do you know what i'm talking about? i know what you're talking about i don't know the name ship in a bottle <laughs> i don't <Ing>. know <laughs> but yes yeah it's it's okay. It's I, it's not terrible, but it's terrible. No, yeah, no, it's yes, not it terrible. Is. There's it's bad. there's some redeeming qualities. Oh god! But it could have been a lot better. Should have been a lot better. There is always, always a better movie option than Lovely Bones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I'd rather watch this over A Wrinkle in Time. Any well, yeah, but those aren't your two options. <laughs> Got the whole world of movies okay. out there okay. to watch. <laughs> Uh, I rewatched A History of Violence. And is he I finally still love this it? movie. Yeah, oh, really? Okay, it all clicked. Okay. <laughs> yes. It's never that I disliked it. I just never understood why everyone it so loved it so much. And mm. it's not a five star movie, it's a four and a half. Um, but it is awesome. And it's mainly for like the scenes. The scenes of violence are incredible. Just the way they're mm. shot, how graphic they are. And I just love. Viggo Mortensen's character, how he like he plays two characters in one role, like he's the, like the sweet like soft spoken dad, but then he's like the badass like with the past. Yeah, I I want to rewatch this too because I feel like I was too young or something when I saw it. I was just I wasn't something wasn't clicking with me. Right? Would you guys agree, Viggo Mortensen, maybe the most underrated actor? At least now. He's definitely one of them. I mean, dude, he's been in some killer movies. Yeah. I mean, I love him, him, but I don't know if... I haven't known for a long time whether I loved him just because he was Aragorn. Right. Well, me too. But, I mean, like, Captain Fantastic, he's incredible. He's great in Lord of the Rings movies. His two... Well, he's in more than two Cronenberg movies because he's in A Dangerous Method, which is also Cronenberg. Fucking Um, Hidalgo. Yeah, dude. Hidalgo. Great (laughs) film. Um, isn't he in like a, what's that other movie he's in? It's like a fantasy movie that's not Lord of the Rings. What am I thinking of? Um, Lady in the Water? Is he in that? I don't know. Oh, anyway. Vigo Mortensen. He's great. Yes. Or Vigo, fuck. Vigo Mortensen. Uh, I was thinking Vigo Morgenstein from (laughs) It's Always Sunny. (laughs) But yeah, um, it's kind of like funny games in a sense where it like, question or it makes you question whether you enjoy what you're watching on screen as far as like the sex and violence goes and i'm definitely a fan of both of those on screen i remember there being a pretty graphic sex scene on the staircase yeah so the first sex scene in the movie is very sexy and it's like she's seducing him and she's in like a cheerleader outfit 
and it's very playful and stuff. Yeah. But then like the second sex scene is very rough and it's almost like he rapes her, but it's his wife and she eventually like kind of gives into it. But at the same time, uh, she's like very resistant. But like, those happen at like two very like important times as far as like the timeline of the movie goes. And like at that point, that's almost like his wife accepting like the violence in his life and it like bleeds into their sex life. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was super interesting. And um, yeah, it's just like just watching how this violence affects all of the characters in the movie. And then it all builds up to the end. And then like the final moments of, I don't want even if no one's seen it, um, I don't want to spoil like the very end, but like the end just kind of like brings everything together. And it's just like, you watch this family go through so much and sure. Like the, the sex scenes were sexy. Maybe not the rape one. <laughs> Definitely uh, <laughs> not from what I remember. And then like the scenes of violence are cool. But then at the same time, when you relate all of this back to this family who's just trying to lead like a normal life, you're, it just like makes you like really think and like question, do you, did you really enjoy what you were watching and how it affected this family? Hmm. Yeah. Where did, good is stuff. it streaming somewhere? How did you? I have it. Oh, you do? Yeah. I've only seen it the one time, and I liked Ed, it, but I was pretty young. That movie came out when I was in high school. Like, Yeah. Ed Harris is awesome in it, too. He just plays like a... He's always awesome. Well, yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. the same character in every movie. <laughs> uh, I rewatched Wolf of Wall Street. Took a day off last week, and that's a perfect time to... Watch somebody do barbiturates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The movie's a lot of fun, and Margot Robbie is like Jeez. a dream come true in that movie. Out of control. It's, yeah, it's unreal. Dude, but, that part where she's like butt naked except for the high heels in that like their kid's room or something. Oh, yeah. Is, oh, God. And she's playing hard to get. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Man. Uh, but this is just like a bloated like three-hour comedy. Like I don't feel like it, there's like that much like – depth of this movie like i'm like sure substance like commentary yeah. i mean maybe a little like with the <clears> whole like greed and like wall street it's stuff it's kind of the classic it's, it's rise and obvious. fall film right? yeah there's it's not like uncharted waters or anything right but it's mainly like i don't know i guess like the the main s- stuff that i like about it's just like it's, it's a fun movie to watch and yeah sure it's a little long but like it's just so enjoyable and there's so many like i, lo- I love good moments <laughs> and um jonah hill oh yeah he's awesome <laughs> Yeah, they're both great. Yeah. I've only seen it the one time still. I need to rewatch that movie. I liked it better the second time I, th- I saw it. Yeah, same here. Um, I don't have too much to say about it other than that. It's an enjoyable movie. Um, I think that's pretty much it, except I did start watching a TV show that I'm really enjoying. Red Oaks on Amazon. Have you guys oh, heard of that? Yeah, I have. I've have thought you? about starting oh. it, but I've never actually watched it. Did you know David Gordon Green directs some of the episodes? No, I did not. And uh, Amy Heckerling and Greg Araki mm. and I think Hal Hartley. He's like a indie filmmaker. But anyways, it's just it's like in a, the '80s, right? Yeah, it's set at like this golf con- or no tennis country club, or I guess it, there's probably golf country, country club. club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the main character. Has just gotten out of high school. He's trying to figure things out. His dad is Richard Kind. They're like a Jewish family. 
Um, but he does tennis lessons at the country club and it's just like, it's mainly just like a, it's almost like a summer camp type vibe, but like it's at a set at a country club, but it's mainly just kids who've gotten out of high school. Um, not really knowing what they want to do next, but just, you know, hanging out, making money during the summer. Um, but it's a lot of fun and it's very easy to watch. And I feel like I need to watch more stuff. That's just like, you know, relaxing. Yeah. A little, (laughs) yeah, just not as heavy or digestible. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so I've been enjoying that a lot. I think you guys would both like it. Mm -hmm. Um, like I said, it's not like super deep or anything, but it's, it's definitely fun to watch. Cool. Yeah. I think that's it for me. Prime it up. I rewatched just yesterday Seven Psychopaths, which is one of my favorites. I've talked about it on the show before. Still a great movie. Mm. The cemetery shootout, final shootout scene still fucking kills me <laughs> Don't every time. ruin it for me. I, guess I still haven't seen it. No. There was I don't watch things that people tell me to watch. <laughs> Sam Rockwell is just a goddamn national treasure. He is so fucking funny. Do you remember the conversation? I won't spoil it, but do you remember the conversation about like uh, Christopher Walken talks about like an eye for an eye leaves the whole world blind. And then Sam Rockwell is just like sitting in the front of the car. It's in the trailer, so I you haven't seen the trailer, but I guess I can spoil it. He's like, you just watch Sam Rockwell like thinking about that for like 30 seconds. He was like, wait, no, that's not true. There'd be one guy left with one <laughs> eye. Who's going to take out his eye? Like, <laughs> this is so fucking funny. Uh, yeah, it's a great movie. I'm glad I rewatched it. Uh, other than that, basically the only other thing I've watched is fucking Dragon Ball Z. Uh, time for the power Dude, hour. the DBZ power hour. Uh, <laughs> Goku the next 60 is minutes. still on his way to Namek. Uh, yeah, we're uh, we're fighting the Ginyu Force right now. You know, Gohan, Krillin, Vegeta—they yeah. teamed up, and the Ginyu Force shows up, and they're going one at a time. So they so they're boring. fighting the little frog guy that can freeze time. You know him? He's like a little bitch, but he can freeze time uh, if you hold his breath. Yeah, they're fighting yeah. him right now. Um, Goku's still not there. It's been about 150 episodes. Has he landed on that one planet yet? Which one planet? He has a like scene a when he's on his way. He has a pit stop where he has to fight some people. What? Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I remember it right. Either it hasn't happened yet or I like tuned it out or something. What gravity level is he on? A hundred. He's like done with his training and everything. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he gets a spot where he can try out some of his powers before he lands on Namek. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. Mostly, like like I said last time, if there are some episodes where like really not much happens at all, so I yeah, just, if like, he lands on a planet, just skip that episode because yeah. it sucks. Okay, <laughs> um, but yeah, we're getting we're getting to the good shit. Like my prime Dragon Ball Z nostalgia comes from like the Frieza showdown. You know, For sure. we're like only fifty episodes away. You know, another ten episodes of Goku fucking off in space for a while, and then the actual Frieza converse con confrontation takes like 50 episodes yeah. i love the show great show i want you watch it <laughs> the episodes are like 20 minutes long yeah yeah remind me where are you watching this funimation now funimation i Wait. am paying for a subscription just so i can watch oh Dragon yeah i was Ball like Z. your trial has got to be up by now oh yeah the trial is a week how much is the subscription mm, 5.99 oh 
But it's dude, there's all like the hundred episodes. It's gonna take me like a year. I'll have spent like seventy dollars watching Dragon Ball Z by the time. Honestly, this is probably gonna turn into one of those things where I'm like gonna fall off a of Dragon Ball Z, forget I have that subscription, and you know, yeah, you know how it goes. <laughs> and then well, remember you have it and be like, Oh, I should watch Dragon Ball Z. Be sure to cancel mm-hmm. it once you uh Yeah, you know, if I ever get there. If the I ever get there. I'm still in season two. Anyway. Hmm. Uh that brings us to Ron's Manos. Well, I did want to mention High Times. Oh. Because I think it's a great show. High Maintenance? High Maintenance. High Maintenance. Yeah, not High Times. Did is you... High Times the one on Netflix? I don't know what that is. So did you watch all the shorts that are on HBO as well or just no, the new season? No, Sarah told me about those and she's seen all of season one. I started season two. I haven't seen season one yet. Season two new? Mm-hmm. Like brand new? No. I don't know. Oh, because I, I thought I'd watched it all. but It's I... about to come back. Okay. Like very soon it's about okay. to come back. Hmm. Anyway, I love it. It's just it like you were saying about Red Oaks. It's easily digestible. It's kind of relaxing. It's funny. Is there yeah. a through line to the plot, or is yeah. he just kind of wander around and meet? So season sells two, drugs. He's like a bike messenger, right? That sells drugs or something. Uh, he's or a like... weed dealer who just does it from his bike. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's... In New York, and the so in the second season, after a few episodes, you start to spend more time with the main character, but. Uh, as far as I know, the whole first season and the first few episodes of episode or of season two are basically just little vignettes with people who are all somehow connected to this weed dealer. Right. It could be a friend of a friend. They could be someone who knows them pretty well. And then you just follow them through whatever they're going through for like half an episode. And then you do a second one. And that's what the show is. Mm-hmm. It's great. He'll like pop into an apartment and have a conversation with somebody and everybody gets really stoned and then it's over. Yeah. <laughs> Is this a whole show of the scene from Pineapple Express where they're just hanging out in his apartment? Like, Pretty is it much. A whole show of that, but not I, so outrageously silly. Right. It's not silly. It's like normal people stuff. It's not like rapid fire, like you know, no, like no. super funny lines back and forth. No, but it's it's really goofy. And there's a bunch of different people. I mean, like the, the, just the people he encounters is just like there's a wide variety of Well, yeah, he's in New York City, right? Isn't that yeah. where it takes yeah. place? Okay. And he's hilarious, the main character. He's just a he's just a funny guy. There's an episode in uh, season 2 where he does mushrooms by himself and like tries to run some errands. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Uh he just goes to the park and like, you know, just fruits around for a while. It's great. <laughs> That's pretty much what the episode is. It's just watching him on mushrooms. That reminds me. I want to do mushrooms. Mm. Did I just say that? <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> that reminds me. Right. You're you saying you wanted to cook with some mushrooms, right? That's no, I want to eat some fucking psychedelic drugs, Tom. That's what I want to do did right now. Did you just peek at the time to edit that out? No. <laughs> Make a mental fuck? note. It's not illegal to say I want to eat mushrooms. <laughs> Could be an accident. I don't know. You want some mushrooms? Oh, yeah. I love mushrooms. Are they a psychedelic kind? Yeah. Oh, well, I ate them already. (laughs) Anyway. Scanners. Scanners. Let's talk scanners. So scanners was okay. Just, ah, man. Yeah. It's like from the era of Cronenberg that you're into. I know. And this was the... Like my least favorite of them, dude. That guy's head exploding in the beginning. It's cool. Iconic. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) but I don't know if that warrants like a two-hour movie. Uh. the effects are awesome, mm-hmm. especially for how old the movie is. I love the way it looks. It looks similar to the other movies around this era of his that I also really like. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's a little slow, and the plot is just... Dickens. Pretty crazy. 
it's crazy, but it's also just kind of dumb. And like the climax was very anticlimactic and almost like kind of corny. Yeah. I mean, you deal with that in the Star Wars a little bit when people are using like mind powers against each other. <laughs> you get to a point where two people are just looking at each other like constipated. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that South Park episode where Cartman thinks he's a psychic and he has that like mind battle with the other fake psychics and they're like making sounds like trying to project their thoughts at each other. There's just a room full of people like staring at each other trying to do mind attacks. That's good shit. But yeah, Scanners, like I I know I made you watch it, but yeah, I also was kind of underwhelmed by Scanners. I like it. I enjoyed it a lot. There's some cool moments in it. There's a cool like... uh... It's pretty slow though. Car chase. It's not a very long car chase, but it's between two vans. If you mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I remember that. That was well done. I prefer Videodrome. I know you don't like Videodrome, but I, I just recently rewatched Videodrome, and yeah, yeah. That head scene though, it's so good. It's pretty so cool. Good. Mark it on your calendar. <laughs> it happens like ten minutes in the movie. So yeah. like, <laughs> uh, and everyone has seen like the GIF of it, whether or not you think you have. If you saw. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like the head exploding scene from Scanners? No. If you saw the gif of it, you'd be like, oh, okay. You know, where people say like, people say, like, oh, my mind head blown. exploded all, or mind blown. Like people will use this gif all the time because it's literally I some dude's, of, uh, some dude's head exploding. Oh, yeah. Where he's like, and there's just like the stars, like the nebulas behind him. Um, yeah. So what? What's, what's the star rating on this bad boy? I think I gave it a three or three and a half. Three. I think I gave it a four probably. Maybe. Let's see what you gave it. Anyway, it's not my favorite Cronenberg, but I like it. You gave it three and a half. Three and a half? Okay. I would like to dive into the special features, though. They got some good ones on there. Yeah, you mentioned that to me. I don't think I've watched any special features. And his first ever movie, like his student film is on there, too. Oh, I do remember that. I didn't watch it. But But I've I've, looked up people's thoughts on that and... People say it's really bad. Like, I mean, it's like super experimental. Was probably made in, what, like 1970 or something, like maybe even late 60s. Yeah, I like, think so. And I've heard like there's not very much dialogue in it, and it's just like very slow and just. I'd be curious though to see like yeah. you know the first like the student film from like you know the dude who went on to make fucking Crash, my favorite movie, The Fly, The Fly. <laughs> I do want. I kind of want to rewatch Crash because I am older now, but. God damn that movie! <laughs> so dumb. Hey, dude, car fucking. <laughs> uh, well, that brings us to this week's installment of the Rotten Tomatoes game. It's Tom's turn. Mm, yeah. What'd you pick, Tom? I selected Ghost in the Darkness. No, one you of didn't. My... No, you didn't. Oh, God. Sorry, uh, that one wasn't streaming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I do have an update for us all. So the standings for the art. Oh, did game. you tally? Yeah. Oh, so okay. Tom, you're in the lead with nine wins. Matt, you have seven, not too far behind. And Travis with a measly four. No, Travis, it's your chance to catch up. I know, right? Okay. Well, kind of picked this movie by default, but I have seen it. So actually your wife picked this. By default. (laughs) (laughs) It was on Travis's watch list. So here we go. As with everything else. Yeah. Literally the entire catalog of film. (laughs) (laughs) Anything Travis hasn't seen but exists is on the watch list. (laughs) Uh, Sophie's Choice. I think everybody's familiar with uh, the choice itself. Except me, apparently. I thought no, no, no. Kevin Klein is a child. You got it right. You just thought that Kevin Kevin Klein Klein was was a child. child. (laughs) 
Killing of a Sacred Deer. Kevin Klein is the one of the co-stars. Right? Huh? Killing of a Sacred Deer? Ish. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Circumstances are a little different. Does she spin around the living room? No, she sure doesn't. <laughs> Bummer. <laughs> it's more gut. It's more of a gut reaction. All right. Yeah. Well, you can just leave it at that. Yeah. Um. Anyway, it's a novel. It's a highly acclaimed novel. Highly acclaimed film. Required reading. Highly acclaimed actress, Meryl Streep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyone who directed this bad boy? Does anyone know off the top of their heads? Uh, Alan Pakula. Hmm. He's Let's see what else cool. he did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is it, do you know that name, Travis? <laughs> it sounds familiar, but I couldn't name a movie that he's done. Hmm. Well, anyway. We're you doing Sophie's Choice. Clute? All Clute? the President's Men? Oh. oh. Those are his best two. Well... That's kind of according to you or IMDb <laughs> RT comes a horseman. Anybody? No, no. the well, sterile cuckoo. This guy's trash. Love with the proper stranger. These all have like <laughs> great. He did reviews. the Pelican Brief. The problem is they're all from yeah. the 60s. The Devil's Own. Anyway, that's not why we're here. Sophie's Choice. <laughs> Whatever. The results are in. I have to make a Sophie's Choice right now. Not really. You just have to read two pieces of paper. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here we go. Moment of truth. We're trying to guess the Rotten Tomato score. Yes, I know the score. These two don't. I've seen the movie. They haven't. Whoever is worse has to watch it. Gets to watch it. Close the gap. Okay, MRC. Matthew, ninety six percent. Whoa! Didn't leave much room for error. Travis is feeling pretty good right now. He always does. <laughs> no, Look I how never turned do. out for him. Travis goes with an 81. That's a good score. The real score is 77. Oh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> Not only do you have to watch this movie, but it's worse than you thought it was. Wait. That's true. I thought, well, because he said 70. Oh. Or, what was it, 71? 81. 81? Yeah. He was only four off. Because it's good just job, not Travis. as. Thanks. Yeah. Well, I mean, you said there's, what, 30 reviews? I killed it. So, like, three yeah. people. Didn't think it was amazing. Mm. Or something. Four. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'll watch Sophie's Choice. Am I going to cry? I love crying. Am I going to cry from her choice? Um, I remember being... Because people describe this as like a weepy, right? Kind of bored. Kind of bored? How yeah. long is this movie? Ew. Oh, well, let's see. <laughs> I think it's two and a half hours. Oh, fuck This me. is one of those movies where you watch and you're like, Meryl Streep. Oh, she's the greatest actress. This is like, this is like her movie. This is probably the one where she lights the world on fire. And then you're like, eh. It's just Meryl Streep being Meryl Streep. It's 151. Fuck. John Dealman followed by fucking Sophie's Choice. Yeah, we've been... Just putting me through the ringer, you guys. Yeah, well, we have a lot of time on our hands this time of year. That's true. You know? It's going to cut into Fortnite, that's for sure. But... Oh, fuck that. I'll just have it on in the background while I play Fortnite. There you go. I'll have... So I'm about to buy a new TV. I'll have Sophie's Choice on my little TV. Mm-hmm. Fortnite on the big one. Watch it out of the corner of my eye. Mm-hmm. No, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. Well, Committed. I mean, hey, prove me wrong. Come back and tell me it was good because I watched it when I was pretty young. So, mm-hmm. okay. Well, that's gonna do it for this week's show. Um, next time on the show, we are gonna be talking Isle of Dogs, which we had planned to do this week, but it's not opening in Seattle this what? weekend. I don't get when it's movies don't open like a in Tuesday. Seattle. It opens at SIF Tuesday night. It's like hmm. a Wednesday release, I guess, which seems weird. Of all the 
directors that should have their films opening in Seattle. Yeah, you'd Wes think. Wes Anderson is like a top of the list. Yeah. So anyway, it's a couple of days after, you know, when New York and L.A. and stuff got it. But we do an Isle of Donks. And uh, maybe you were never really here, Travis? Did you? Uh, I hope so. I'm uh, pretty on sure that? Ready Player One is. Oh, yeah. Oh, I definitely want to see that. And also, what was the other one that I had mentioned, Travis, in the car? Um, I'm pulling them all up now. Something like a relatively big, relatively big release. Not you were never really here. Shit. Well, anyway, Isle of Dogs for sure. I think we're all mm-hmm. big Wes Anderson fans here. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with that ish. Uh, a quiet place. A quiet place, right? Oh, Gemini looks good too. Gemini, what the fuck is that? Oh, well, yeah. I thought it that looked does look good, cool. but what is it? Not everybody agrees with me. Uh, it looks like a stylized thriller, mm-hmm. like a stars Zoe Kravitz. Yeah. Yeah. It looks kind of cool. Second favorite Kravitz. <laughs> uh, Blockers comes out the same weekend as uh, You Were Never Really Ugh, Here gross. and A Quiet Place. Outside In. Watch that. What's that? Mar- uh, Jay Duplass gets out of prison. Um, what's her name? I-, I saw these previews at SIF. You know, you don't see them anywhere else. Um, <laughs> what? Soprano's wife? Uh, Eddie, Eddie Falco. Falco? Yeah. Eddie, Something Eddie, Falco. Eddie. Yeah, she. (laughs) They seem to have a a relationship, but she's married. Emily Blunt. Sounds like every movie ever. (laughs) It's a movie about a relationship. It's a movie about infidelity. (laughs) Movie with Jay Jay Duplass and an older woman. We got a lot of options. We do have a lot of options. It's gonna be an action-packed episode next time. Okay, where is Kyra? I just read the title for that, and I think. Sounds like a young adult fiction film. No. Well, I mean, you wouldn't say that if you saw the cover. You'd say, Let we need to it. talk about Kevin. Where's Kyra? Oh, that does look you like the t- poster from Let We Need to Talk About Kevin. Yeah, and the title and everything? Come on. Where is Kyra? We need to ask her about Kevin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, have you seen We Need to Talk About Kevin? Yeah. Did you like it? Uh, Matt needs to watch it again. No, I don't. Tyler and I have told him that. Numerous times. I think no. I liked it, but first time I... I watched it, liked it, but it was a little underwhelmed. Second time I watched it, I can't piece. see that fucking creep jerk off again and look at his mom. Like I can't do it. Did he do that? He's like furiously masturbating, and then his mom walks in. He just turns around, like stares at her, mm. and I was just like, I can't, I can't do it. Again. That scene is that just... kid fucking creeps me out. I can't. I don't like. But I is, hate him. Is it that scene that does it for you? What? Like, that just makes the movie I mean, the whole movie is whatever. He doesn't even, like, shoot up a school with crossbow or something. Like, who gives a fuck? We <laughs> oh don't need to talk God. about Kevin. I'm done talking about <laughs> Kevin, okay? I'm not going to see that trash movie again. Dude, Tilda Swinton in that movie, incredible. Yeah, she's great. What she has to go through. Yeah, she's wonderful. Ezra, so Ezra Miller, I just can't. I can't watch that kid. He creeps me out. For the record. Just technically, too, Matt, it's amazing. Where is Kyra? Yes. Apparently has nothing to do with a child. Kyra must be Michelle Pfeiffer's... Kyra Sedgwick? Name. No. Look up Michelle Pfeiffer and uh, Married to the Mob. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) What a babe. Anyway, that's going to do it for this week. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, at Cinephile Digest. Shoot us an email, cinephilesdigest at gmail.com. We'll be back in a couple weeks with our Wes Anderson Quiet Place 
Ready Player you were One. You really there. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Extravaganza. It's going to be a big one. You know, maybe we'll find some guests who want to be on the show for these big time releases. We'll some see. randos. Some randos on the street. <laughs> we'll see. You know, it's going to be exciting. Anyway, we'll be back. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Peace. Later. Bye.